I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. So, you know, I like to uh, use my opportunity here to advise my listeners when I observe problems that gun owners seem to repeatedly uh, find themselves in. And we can learn from others' mistakes. That's really important because that means less of us will be having to deal with these problems. And the problems that these individuals go to can serve a purpose of helping others not to fall into the trap. Now, what I'm going to talk about is somewhat politically incorrect, but it needs to be said because it is critical that you understand these risks that occur when you bring the government into your life or agencies that are closely connected to the government. And what I see here, and let me just preface this by saying, if anybody needs mental help or they're suicidal and they need help, then by all means, you need to get help. And I don't want anyone to interpret this as suggesting that someone who needs help shouldn't get help. Now, what I've seen, however, is that individuals will, I just got a case this week on this very thing, will contact a suicide prevention hotline or the VA hotline if they're veterans or they tell their doctor or therapist, etc. And they're just uh, not really serious about wanting to harm themselves, but they're looking to talk about things. And the problem is that as soon as you say anything along these lines, then the agency or the person on the other end of that call is going to be having the police come to you. And they're taught to delay you from even getting off the phone so they can keep you in the one place until the police get there. And then not only are your guns all taken, but you personally are taken. And you're taken away for a mandatory mental health evaluation, which itself creates a separate possible disqualifier to even get your guns back. And I've had many of these cases where the individual's fine, they weren't suicidal, but now the guns have been taken, their gun licenses have been taken, and they've been put through this process that they never expected would happen. And now we have to fight to get the guns back. And that is a costly fight and time consuming. And it is a whole other world that this person has now often inadvertently put themselves into. So I just want to reiterate, you need to get help. I want you to get help. I get that. But you need to understand that once you make the contact and there's any type of indication 
that you're going to harm yourself or harm others. Even if you don't mean it, even if it's just hyperbolic statements, even if it's just blowing off steam or just feeling depressed and saying some stuff that is taken the wrong way. doesn't matter. The police are going to be summoned. You're going to be taken. Your guns are going to be taken. And then, particularly in New Jersey, now there's the effort to disenfranchise you of your Second Amendment rights. Often, these type of things will be accompanied or subsequently have filed pretty quickly what is called an ERPO, which is an extreme risk protection order, commonly called red flag. And the uh, ERPO is done without you having any input or say. And uh, the police simply file this ERPO based on a statement from someone from a hotline that called them. And they'll take that ERPO, which will disarm you, take all your guns, forfeit, uh, place them subject to forfeiture, etc. It's going to usually have a built-in search warrant, so your privacy gets invaded and a search takes place. And in addition to this ERPO hitting you with these uh, factors, you're also, most time, you yourself are going to be taken away to be evaluated and, uh, you know, against your will. I mean, that's it. You're going. And you can either go, quote, voluntarily or they're going to take you. So you're really not going voluntarily, are you? Because you're being forced. And that's how it goes. And uh, your whole life is suddenly in a whole other realm. And this is what happens. See, the, the, the red flag, ERPO, begins as what is called a TERPO, a Temporary Extreme Risk Protection Order. And then after that's filed, they have to hold a, a hearing on a FERPO, which is a final extreme risk protection order. And the final will permanently bar your gun rights and take your guns and remove you from being licensed and prohibit you from future gun possession. And if you ever possess a gun with that <clears throat> FERPO on you, you are committing a crime, committing a crime. A serious crime. So this is how it gets all stacked. And so you better recognize this because you're dealing with this ERPO, TERPO to FERPO. By the way, if it happens in Burlington County, you get a BURPO. I'm just joking about that. But uh, you do get this whole ERPO, TERPO, FERPO deal which becomes a separate fight for your rights. The calling of these hotlines, they're not warning you about what the consequences may be. And in fact, people, I'm sure, are, you know, sincerely care about the individual. They don't want, we don't want our veterans killing themselves. We don't want anybody killing themselves or harming themselves or harming, the, the, harming others. I'm sure it's well intended. But as the famous quote goes about the road to hell being paved with good intentions, and that's what the gun owner ends up having to deal with, hell, because uh, the system is very harsh and it is going to take uh, 
a serious fight of time and money to try to save your Second Amendment rights and even your personal freedom. So keep that in mind. Keep it in mind before you take that step. If you need to take the step to get the help, again, you get the help. But, uh, you know, I go in these gun stores at times and I'll see posters about suicide prevention. And, you know, the folks of the money that's actually behind a lot of that suicide prevention is the Joyce Foundation, by the way, which is an anti-gun group. The anti-gunners have taken suicide as an approach to enacting gun bans, particularly in areas where there's not high crime and there is low murder rate. So they focus on suicide and they claim that the, quote, means matter. So this way they can focus on the gun because the gun, you know, is what you kill yourself with. Well, actually, the most popular way of killing oneself for women is pills, by the way, not guns. But it doesn't really matter about the means. They're really lying about that because, uh, you know, there's a a thousand ways to kill yourself. They're not going to confiscate every electrical cord in your house, every razor blade, every knife, every substance that might be poisonous to consume, your car for breathing carbon monoxide, etc. The list goes on and on and on. Nor are they going to have waiting periods before you cross bridges that you could jump off of. So the entire thing about suicide is really just another gambit to take guns, even though there is truly a mental health issue there. And people that are suicidal that need help should get help. And I understand that. But what the antis do is look for any way that they can wedge in to promote the anti-gun agenda over something that we might be sympathetic about. So if you're sympathetic about stopping suicide, but they build in the anti-gun, take the guns, disenfranchise the person of guns, the entire gun thing is built into the suicide thing where, hey, any normal person would say, hey, I don't want people killing themselves or harming themselves or harming others. And yet this gets utilized to promote the anti-gun agenda. You see the same with domestic violence. You know, no one should be in favor of anybody abusing anybody else. That's outrageous. But if we can take the guns from it and use it again as a sympathetic factor to grab guns, well, then we'll do that. And that's exactly what the domestic violence, gun forfeiture, and gun prohibition statutes do. They take something that people are sympathetic about and work in an anti-gun ploy into it. And you see it with suicide, you see it with domestic violence laws, you see it even in prohibitions on various disqualifiers that the government makes up to take away an individual rights. I mean, even to say to most people, do you think you should stop felons from having guns? People say, I don't want felons to have guns. Well, let me tell you, it used to be just violent felons, and now it's just felons. So should someone who has a non-violent felony conviction, which never was a danger, a threat to anyone, and who is gone, you know, 10, 20 years without any problems. Should they still be prohibited? Because they still are prohibited. Because felons can't have guns. And you have that broad stroke. So again, accomplishes the purposes. Not 
just there, but also for the institutionalized racism that goes into it because of the ridiculous extreme ratio of blacks being six to one more likely to be felons than whites and Hispanics at two to one. You accomplish your institutionalized racist agenda on barring minorities at a greater rate than whites when you have that. So these are all underlying things and they all get incorporated into taking things that people might generally on its face say, hey, I want to do something about felons not having guns. I don't want, I don't want domestic violence abusers to have guns. I think anyone that you know, maybe think about suicide to have their guns taken. And you know, at first you might say, well, I kind of understand that. But when you look deeper, what you see is that many law-abiding citizens are getting deprived of their Second Amendment rights and their ability to restore those rights are difficult, if not impossible. And the system creates these setups. So what do we do about it? Well, you better recognize, and that's the purpose of this show, is to cut through it. So you recognize that there are traps out there being laid. And you have to be smart. And you have to make those right choices. And you better know that once you get the government in your life, it can go sideways very quickly. And often the regrets that I hear over and over again is, why did I do that? Why did I call them? Why did I make that call that got the agency or the government involved and uh, they just have regrets. So we don't want you to have regrets, but again, we want you to get help. If you need help, it's a tough situation, but I feel that if individuals at least have the knowledge about what the impact can be and then make the right choice, then that's good. If they need the help and do it, that's, that's fine. Just be careful about never making any threats to any medical professional, therapist, doctor, government person, anybody, threats to kill someone or threats to kill yourself. Hearing that can be enough for a red flag, erpo, terpo, furpo, burpo, by simply saying those words. The hyperbolic statement of, I'm so mad I could kill that person, or I've had such a lousy day, I could kill myself, saying those things can alone throw you into this ridiculous, outrageous matrix set up to take away your rights. And uh, I have many, many cases where that's all the person said and that's all it took. And we're fighting for the rights. So be very careful. Those hyperbolic statements cannot be said. It's the equivalent of making a bomb joke at the airport. It doesn't fly and you're just going to get yourself in big trouble. So keep that in mind when you're trying to remain a law-abiding gun owner. And these are the hurdles that they put there, the traps and the tricks. So beware. Hey, you know, let me tell you, I am so thrilled that We Shoot is a sponsor of our show. We Shoot is a great range down in Lakewood, New Jersey. And I will tell you that a buddy of mine just went down the We Shoot. 
I recommended it. He was so thrilled. He said, man, those guys are the best. They took such great care of me. They are all, I mean, seriously, I was just, I, said, I knew they would. He's like, I joined, I'm a, I'm a family membership. I can't wait to do the shoot they have coming up October 11th of the uh, ballistic gummy bear, the giant gummy bear that you get to shoot up. That's a lot of fun. They have great courses, great people, super friendly, super nice. And man, you are family. You are treated like family. No exaggeration. You really are. You got to check out We Shoot. They have great training. They can get your certificate for uh, get you certified, qualified for your carry under the new standards, which is substantially uh, you know, simplified, as I've talked about on the other show. It focuses now on what it should focus on, which is core competency. And they'll be able to get you to that core competency and show that you can safely handle a firearm and meet the standard of uh, New Jersey's uh, now. And uh, go down there. Check out We Shoot at WeShootUSA.com great indoor range down in Lakewood. I'm sure you'll be happy that you did. And uh, I'll see you in a few. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a lawyer. I am a lawyer. Hey, welcome back to Gun Lawyer, the number one rated gun rights podcast in the world, according to Feedspot, which rates those kind of things. I'm very proud of that. I'm also very proud that I have the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs as a sponsor of the show. And the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs is on the front lines of the battle for our rights in New Jersey. Every one of you should be a member of the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, which you can reach at the web, anjrpc.org. Join them. They are the NRA affiliate for New Jersey. They're currently in the courts litigating against the carry killer law. They work very closely, uh, as a matter of fact, with myself, my colleague and good friend, Dan Schmutter, and of course, Scott Bach, the executive director. We're able to work 
with the Attorney General's office to get those outrageous training requirements substantially reduced to core competency. We were able to get the uh, no serial number gun debacle handled instead of having millions of guns banned. Like I said, they're in the courts, they're fighting legislatively, they're actually accomplishing many great things for our gun rights. Be part of the solution and join the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs at anjrpc.org. And now is the time when I shamelessly promote my book. Yes, my book, New Jersey Gun Law. It's the Bible of New Jersey gun law. Man, it is in the 25th anniversary edition. What a labor of love that it was. Uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of man hours to write it. And it is fully updated with updates that you can get for free. So when you order the book, that's your base. And I have uh, free updates at the subscriber portal. All you do is scan the QR code on the front of the cover. And you will get alerts as to the new updates. You can go to the subscriber portal anytime. You can download the new updates and you keep that book current. And uh, it becomes a living book that stays current because under Jersey gun law, that is a hard thing to do, but I'm doing it and I'm doing it for you. So get the book, get the free updates and know the law in Jersey and protect yourself so you don't end up a victim of New Jersey gun laws. If you want to buy this book, you can go to evannappin.com. That's right, my name.com, evannappin.com. See the big orange book, click it, and you'll have it in a matter of days. So check that out. Hey, you know, I got some great letters here from folks, and uh, I wanted to share some of these with you because these are questions that I see repeated, and uh, they often come to me, and I'm happy to answer them. So here's one from Anthony. Anthony says regarding suppressors. Good afternoon. Let me start off by saying I'm an avid listener to the podcast, and I thank you for all the great information provided in your content. I have a quick question for you regarding suppressors. Why are we unable to own suppressors in New Jersey, considering that the ATF and federal government have classified them to be arms and or firearms? Furthermore, wouldn't the Bruin decision give us precedence to overturn New Jersey's current unconstitutional law? Any information this would be greatly appreciated. Thanks in advance, and I can't wait until this week's podcast. Anthony. Well, thank you, Anthony. I appreciate the question. And I, too, love suppressors. Suppressors are really great for hearing protection. It means that you can uh, fire your gun and protect your hearing while you do so. Unfortunately, they were prohibited under federal law in the 1934 Machine Gun Act, and they are federally regulated, in which you pay a $200 tax and have to go through the feds. But if you do that, under federal law, you're legal. But a number of states still prohibit them, and unfortunately, New Jersey is, is one of them. And if you really think about it, a suppressed firearm is probably one of the more ideal house guns because uh, if you're shooting a handgun inside your house, uh, you know, you want to keep uh, your hearing, you don't want to have muffs on because you're not going to hear the noises that may be there. And the suppressor is able to protect your hearing so you can listen. It's also another reason why they're preferred for hunting because you can do that same thing. You know, you can still protect your hearing and not have to close off your hearing to hear other things. 
and uh, they also can reduce uh, recoil as well. They're great for training, shooting, and uh, there's many, many positive things about suppressors. But unfortunately, in the 1930s, given the uh, Hollywood movies about their use for assassination and all those bad things, just like uh, the other things that Hollywood has blown out of proportion, um, the 34 Act passed, suppressors were included in them. There's been great efforts to uh, try to repeal even uh, these suppressor laws across the country to allow hunting with suppressors. They've had some good success with that. But unfortunately, New Jersey, when it comes to expanding gun rights, is always behind the curve. Now, maybe one day we will see a Bruin challenge, a Second Amendment challenge, constitutionality on suppressors, but at the moment, there are so many other steps and things that are being taken in challenges to build up to the various uh, uh, steps of challenging other things. So, for instance, you know, we're starting off just trying to gain our, our rights on carry and defeating sensitive places, working on uh, trying to defeat magazine bans and so-called assault firearm bans, which are really just modern sporting rifles. And, you know, we still have these things that are um, more pressing. And with the wins that we're going to see on these, that we're, we're making great progress, we can build on that to, I believe, eventually challenging the entire National Firearms Act. I mean, there's no reason why machine guns should be prohibited or suppressors or so-called sawed-off shotguns, any of that. A firearm's a firearm. And the law is quite arbitrary and stupid. And uh, it is not helpful at all. And in fact, the suppressor law is causing people uh, otherwise that could have their hearing protected. I mean, could you imagine if we required cars not to have mufflers? No cars, no mufflers on cars. I mean, let's face it, a car is a muffler and some uh, bank robber could can get away and you don't hear their car because it has a muffler. So I guess we need to remove all mufflers so we can spot any car at any time and know what they're doing. I mean, it's just absurdity. And, you know, the idea of stopping hunting with silencers, well, you know, there's this entire season of silent hunting called bow hunting. So, you know, what does that have to do with anything? It's just more ridiculousness and just prejudice toward a, a media a media-created um, scary thing, you know, the way they want you to be scared about, ooh, ghost guns and, 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 and assault weapons whose only purpose is to kill hundreds of people and, 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 and pistol braces that make guns so powerful and, and, I mean, on and on with their garbage, right? So suppressors is right up there as they sell their snake oil. And as we slowly but surely make our progress, I believe that one day we will see freedom when it comes to suppressors, especially if we get political change. There have been legislative attempts to make purchase of a suppressor the same as buying a rifle or handgun, and that would uh, be a fine intermediate step to getting toward freedom on that. So we've seen these things, but while the rights the, the folks that want to take our rights, you know, mainly the Democrats, are in power, you're not going to see it. 
So we need to get people that support our rights, mainly Republicans, uh, that are willing to pass this legislation. So as long as uh, the rights takers stay in office and in power, then our ability to get these changes legislatively is hampered. So uh, remember that come the election. Get vote out the rights takers. Instead, support those that want to increase our rights and our liberty. It's pretty much common sense on that. So there's a little helpful hint when it comes to making difficult political decisions. Yeah. Who's taking our rights and who ain't? I'm voting for the one that ain't taking our rights and maybe even wanting to give us rights back that never should have been taken in the first place. Now, I have another great letter here, and this letter is from Richard. And Richard wants to know regarding concealed carry in a vehicle. What is the proper method of carrying your handgun while driving? Does it have to be on your person or can you have a holster under your steering column? And the answer to that is no. You do need to carry your gun in the correct holster concealed on your person. You can't have one of those uh, steering column holsters. You really can't do that. It needs to be on your person and concealed properly with the proper holster that uh, covers the trigger guard and, and securely holds it in place and covers the main body of the firearm and holds it securely. It's the uh, requirement for both a proper holster and that you have it uh, essentially on your person. Now, if you have it on your person loaded in your vehicle, that is legal. That's not been, that's that, they tried to stop that in New Jersey. They tried to say, no, you can't have a loaded handgun in your motor vehicle, even with a permit to carry. Now, we called that the carjacker protection bill or law, the carjacker protection law that Murphy signed, but that was stayed by the courts and has continued to be stayed. So you can't have the loaded firearm, handgun in a holster properly concealed on your person in your vehicle. But as far as one of those uh, steering column rigs or having it in the console or your glove box loaded, etc., no, don't do that. Hey, this is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminal. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.